Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Nerdy 30s. It's just me and Matt here today because Jeff is somewhere lost after getting super kicked by the Young Bucks this past Sunday at a local wrestling show. So uh, we'll just take it from here, and maybe he'll wake up out of that super kick. Everybody knows you get up, you don't sell that thing, you jump right back up, right, Matt? That's exactly right. You can't sell a super kick. What is this, 1997? I know, man. I don't know what Jeff's thinking. I guess he's trying to do a little bit of that Daddy Bo stuff, trying to sell that junk, you know what I mean? (laughs) I know perfectly well. But let's start it off like Jeff likes to start it off. What have you been up to, Matt? And, well, did a little beach trip last week, which sounds much more pleasant than it was, to be honest. But came back to a great night of wrestling at WVCW this past weekend. I didn't make the Young Buck show that you were referring to that Jeff and fan of the show, John Alamaldo, made it too. But uh, WVCW had an excellent show out here Saturday night. I was... Happy to be a part of that. I've heard amazing things about it, and as soon, and maybe in a couple weeks, three, four weeks, whatever, as soon as they put some of those matches out on their YouTube channel, we will share them on the Facebook. So be sure and uh, watch our Facebook, and also we might even steal one or two and drag them over to our YouTube page for people who might be on our YouTube page but not on their YouTube page. The uh, the other thing on our YouTube page, you happen to catch a spectacular video of Jeff trying to be awesome, and I don't know what he was attempting to do in the pool. <laughs> I don't know what he was going for, but I know the outcome was brilliant. I'm sitting there, and he looks at me, and he's like, hey, film this. And I was like, all right, and that's what you got. Well, that is a spectacular video, and if you haven't saw that yet, you need to go over and uh, give that a look. And, of course, I just got a message from Jeff. He is, he he woke up, but he's been hit so hard. He doesn't know how to get on with us. So, uh, uh, Matt, if you can message him that stuff while I talk a little bit about it, what I've been doing, we'll get him on maybe. All right. For the last week, I have just been busy uh, – Working on my other podcast, Life of a Nerdy Dad, had a couple episodes, taped a couple episodes with my son, Jake. The one Minecraft episode is actually available now on iTunes, or it's also available over on the Life of a Nerdy Dad YouTube channel, because, well, YouTube's the place to be. And other than that, been watching some movies. Been watching movies, checking out a few comic books, and reading a book that makes my little uh, conservative heart happy about the Clinton family. I saw that. 
Yeah, it's, it's actually uh, it's an interesting read. Uh, let me – okay, we'll get political here for just a second. I, I'm conservative, um, but at the same time, I think all politicians are basically crooks. So uh, I won't say that I'm not going to find these things about other politicians or Republican politicians. But it's very interesting, and if you like history and stuff like that, man, which I know you like history, you'll yeah. find some of the things that have gone on in Clinton's administration interesting, if nothing else. Yeah, I thought, when I saw you reading it, I thought immediately it sounded like something I would have an interest in. You should pick it up, and hopefully we've got Jeff Collin. We'll find out what he's been doing other than being unconscious. Unconscious. <laughs> For the from that super kick, he's overselling. He's overselling. He's been to the George South that. School, maybe. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's that's about all I've been doing. Uh, you guys all went to the beach, so I went crazy. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah, you were stuck here alone. You guys left. My wife and my son were both gone. I went. Absolutely crazy. For the first day or two, it was spectacular. I was reading comics, going back and reading like the old, uh, some of the old Superman runs and different stuff like that. And then it just set in that this is boring. I can't do it. <laughs> so it was uh, hard to keep my sanity for a few days, but we managed to do it. Well, we thought Jeff was awake, but he's not. But the thing we're going to talk about today, and then Jeff can hop in when he gets here, if he ever gets here, was the big event, the big, what I call, when you say it's sort of the nerdtacular of the year, the big San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. It was a, a pretty huge uh, pretty huge week. Of, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the huge comic convention that covers everything at the comic. You know, it does. You you don't hear a lot about comic book stuff coming out. You know, you would think you would, but at the same time, it's going to overshadow it no matter what. I mean, you movies and stuff. It is. Oh, it is. I mean, even if even if you would now try to get a huge comic thing back into Comic Con, like you could, it would just be so overshadowed that it wouldn't matter anyway. But it's just it's just something completely different than that. I see that complain a lot, and I mean, yeah, it's it's very true. But at the same time, it's just morphed into something much different and bigger than that. So you you might as well just take it for what it is and enjoy it. You know, one thing that we really don't talk a lot about, but something that I always enjoy reading about, and you pretty much have to read it because you're not going to see it reported much. Uh, they normally unveil a lot of the new toys. Yeah. At go Comic Con, and they they did some toys this year. And I'm, Enjoyed checking those out, some new Transformers and different things. So that's something if you – I don't even really collect them, but I like I like to keep up with them. Every once in a while I'll pick up something if I really like it because my big fear is I'm going to buy it and Jake's going to want to open it. Well, yeah, of course. So that is uh, – and actually Sean just said something about – Who's in the chat room? We have a live chat room right now. Sean Waldo, aka the other half of the Superkick brothers that got Superkick this weekend. Uh, the Agents of Shield Dub Smash. Do you know anything about that? I don't. 
I have no idea about that because basically when I see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I normally don't pay attention, but he says it was amazing. So we will have to check that out. Uh, One of the big things that people were expecting but didn't get as much as uh, I think they were expecting was the Star Wars stuff. Pretty much just a behind-the-scenes trailer. No new, no new, like big trailer this year. What do you think about that? Hang on, just a second. I'm dealing with Jeff. Jeff can just uh, mess up a uh, wet dream. You know, this uh, this year's where I'd really need Bo to ask him uh, is he even a professional. It always causes problems. He is, he is. The answer to that is no. I'll just say you know. You know, uh, luckily, when uh, before we put this on YouTube, I will cut all this waiting on Jeff out. Cause I'm just gonna just just in there for no apparent reason. We'll be both asking Jeff is he even a professional, and everybody that was listened to the show live before I cut it will know exactly what it was about. <laughs> They'll know. He should be he should be calling now on his house phone apparently. Oh, because he doesn't know how to dial his cell phone. It's too advanced for him. <laughs> Probably. Jeez. I'm I'm really not sure how he survived all these years. <laughs> I'm not a man. Sometimes I wonder. It took everything in me to get him through life in an early age, believe me. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We might have a Jeff, finally. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Are you there? I am here. Through uh, The power of a dead cell phone cannot keep me away from this podcast. Well, I, I was telling everybody, because we got Waldo here live, we got Hojo live. You know, before I put this out on YouTube and stuff, I'm going to edit all this out where we sit here and sort of uh, waited on you. Oh, so this could actually be kind of like bonus footage that only they got. Well, in in the in, in the YouTube stuff, basically all there's going to be is just you know, there's going to be a little bit of dead air, and there's, you're going to hear both saying, "Are you even a professional?" And like everybody that <laughs> listens live will know exactly what we're talking about. Well, you know, Waldo actually uh, he he was giving me a little bit of Bo James crap, I believe, Sunday. So uh, he was a uh, me and him made a road trip together, and he was keeping it alive. He says you were late tonight because he had to watch the Adam Page match tomorrow night before you could go. Uh, well, I'm 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 not exactly country strong enough for that. Country strong. Or country jacked. <laughs> well, now that you're here, do you want to? Me and Matt have already shared uh, what we uh, were doing. Do you want to? Uh, Sheriff, what you've done over the past couple weeks that we've been off for vacation? Well, uh, let me think. Well, the vacation itself, which I'm sure Matt went into, we went to the beach. Uh, my family. We, the, we basically got the important part about the video of you trying to jump in the pool so we could move on after that. Yeah, I mean, really, if you've got that, that's that was probably... Uh, falls seem to be the theme of the the week. Unfortunately, one of them did leave my daughter with uh, five stitches on her chin. 
It, how weird is it that my son, the week before, gets stitches at a pool, and like a week later, your daughter's getting stitches at a pool? Dude, I was thinking about that, and it's really weird. Because when it happened, I thought, man, Jimmy just had to go through this literally just the other day, and now I'm... <laughs> but yeah, she, uh, very first day of vacation, guys, tried to jump in the pool backwards, and she did not clear it, and just came straight down on her chin on the side of the pool. That's that's horrible, man. That's horrible. But, uh, what else, Dad? Oh well, we got back and man, we had two. I mean, I, I well, I'll say first of all, Saturday night, Matt and myself had the privilege, you know, with the WVCW, the promotion that we proudly work for. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We had the privilege of calling probably the best show in the history of Princeton, West Virginia, wrestling-wise. And I would say the argument could be made probably the best WVCW show of all time. Well, I, and, uh, we were talking about that earlier. I said as soon as we get that on YouTube by those guys, we will definitely share it on Facebook and maybe steal some of the matches and put them on our YouTube for people to maybe – get a taste that don't normally go over there, and then they can go over and watch more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if Matt went into, like, the details as far as uh, what was actually on the card, but, man, we had the uh, Cedric Alexander took on George South Jr. And I'm going to be honest with you, and, I mean, this is just me. I, the first time I ever saw George South Jr. was actually at uh, Miracle on the Mountain this year. And, I mean, he was really good. I was impressed, of course. But it wasn't until this, you know, this latest one, this uh, this match with Cedric Alexander, that I really realized just how good the George South Jr. is. They absolutely tore it down. Of course, then we had a surprise appearance because the fans started chanting one more match. They, they, it's like going to a concert. When you need this encore, I, you know, like when a band's awesome and the crowd just won't leave and they're chanting for one more. The crowd started chanting after Cedric and George South Jr. for one more match. Benny Conley came out and took him up on it and said he was going to issue an open challenge. And a surprise appearance by the gift, Jason Kincaid, who uh, made his way from a more low-rent show across town and came over and main evented for us. So... Uh, well, it's pretty it awesome. Sounds like it was a good week, man. Good week of wrestling. Yeah, well, good week of vacation. Yeah, and plus I do have to throw it out there: the night, the next day, Waldo and myself made our way to North Carolina for my first live PWX show, and I cannot say enough good things about PWX. This company, <laughs> it is. Uh, if you are, if you're a fan of pro wrestling gorilla, this will be my best comparison. PWX is kind of like. The East Coast Pro Wrestling Gorilla, man. Got to see the Young Bucks, Roderick Strong, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Moose, all these guys from Ring of Honor and uh, PWG shows that you may know. But the really impressive thing was the, the PWX talent itself. Got to see uh, this uh, Joe Black, Chip Day. Got to see Anthony Henry. Got to see all these guys that PWX has put together that are literally just as good. So it's very exciting, and uh, I mean, it's just it's an awesome, awesome time to be a wrestling fan, I think, whenever you're going to shows like that, and uh, 
I don't know. We were just we had a, bl- a blast. Well, sounds like you had fun. Yeah, and sorry guys, I got a little distracted there. My wife was just telling me the lamp in her television just blew on her HD TV, so that's awesome. So you have no TV now? The upstairs television. Our main TV's down. Well, I wouldn't say our main. We use this one probably just as much, so one of our televisions is gone. Oh man, one more goes and you won't get to watch wrestling. What are you gonna do? I don't know, man. Well, we were going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con. Matt and I already talked about, about it a little bit. We are going to cover some of the news. We were talking about Star Wars when we uh, started trying to get you out of that super kick coma that you were in. And, you know, we were saying that uh, pretty much nothing as far as a new trailer or anything, just kind of like that behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, did you see anything else? No, I mean, that's pretty much what I saw. But i got to be honest, that behind-the-scenes trailer was maybe just as effective as the trailer at getting me excited for this movie. Because I thought that behind-the-scenes trailer was so perfectly crafted to show the fact that they're using practical effects. They're using real sets. This isn't going to be just all CGI like the prequels. And I think that's going to be so integral to actually getting the feel of the original Star Wars films. And I just, I don't know. I, you could just see the love and craft that they're putting into this thing. I I enjoyed it. I'm with you. I didn't really need a trailer as much as I, I thought that was cool. So I didn't really have any big problems. What about you, Matt? Uh, same here, man. I loved what we got. I mean, I, I mean I'm sure a new trailer would have been cool, and that would have been fine, but... I'm happy with that. I think that was cool, and I think that maybe gave, like you know, like you said, a better perspective on what's actually going on than a trailer even would have. Which I'm excited for it anyway, and that just added to it. Now, you know, did you see? I was, gonna say, I, I was just going to say real quick. I think I've got to the point, and I think maybe you guys may agree with me on this. Hollywood has gotten so bad at showing us way too much of the movie way before we ever see the movie with trailers. To the point where I've tried to cut myself off. Like, I, honestly, I don't want to see another Star Wars trailer until I watch the movie. I saw enough to know I'm interested. Mm. I kind of see where you're coming from there. But at the same time, sometimes you see a new trailer and it adds maybe it's something you weren't that interested in. It changes your opinion, which we'll talk about in a little while. Mm hmm. Because one absolutely changed my opinion. Two of them absolutely changed my opinion, honestly. Uh, but one of the other cool things, just I don't know if you read the story, but it was totally cool I read about, was basically after the Star Wars panel was over, and, and it looked like they had, you know, of course they had the three keys. They had uh, Luke, Han, and Leia there. Of course, you know, the real actors, but they were there. Right. But they moved that whole panel and the people there outside, and there was a big orchestra doing like a salute to the John Williams Star Wars scores. I did not see that, but that's amazing. <laughs> I have looked trying to find video, and I haven't found it yet, but, man, it, it sounds so awesome. Wow. That's the kind of thing that 
<laughs> I think if you were there live, I mean, it's like you see the video of it, and that's cool, but just imagine being there live for that. That would be amazing. That would be, I mean, imagine you're sitting there with Harrison Ford and, you know, everybody out there listening to the Star Wars score. That's super cool. Well, uh, any I mean, other Star Wars news? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, to me, like I said, I think what we said, I think this, the whole purpose that they had the other day was just to uh, kind of show what they're doing and how they're crafting this one. Other than that, I didn't really see much news coming out from it. Uh, I didn't either. Matt, do you have anything you want to add to the Star Wars San Diego Comic-Con? Ah, man, just excited. Now, here's something that uh, I thought was cool that I read. Uh, they announced the title for the new Green Lantern movie, and it's going to be Green Lantern Corps. And so it's going to, I assume, going to have a lot of the different uh, characters in it, which I thought was really cool. What do you guys think about that? Now, wait, hold on. There's going to be a Green Lantern movie, you said, but it's going to be like the, the Lantern Wars? The, the Titan, no, Corpse. Corpse. Okay. Oh. So, I see I didn't see this, and i got to be honest with you, I mean, and, and we're going to get into it, I'm sure. I'm not real high on a lot of DC news coming out right now. But I would say that if they made a Green Lantern movie, if they're going to go with another Green Lantern movie, I think basing it on the like the the, the core, and if they could even pull in like the whole Sinestro core war type storyline, I think it could make for some really good space opera. Well, I thought it was really cool because you know you're, you're going to see, you know, Hal probably be in there, John will probably be in there, a lot of things that'll. You know, it'll make it cool, I think. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think that sounds real cool. I didn't see that news, so we're behind on some of the news coming out of there, but I think that's cool. I thought that was super awesome. I'm I'm excited for that movie now, whereas before I was kind of, I don't know. You know I wonder this, and I mean, this is, I'm sure there was no announcement of this, but I'm just going to ask, you know, what do you think? The one salvaging point to me from the Green Lantern movie, I thought that the actor that played Sinestro was pretty much spot on. Do you think there's any chance of them bringing him back? Because I thought he was a great Sinestro. I think they're going to kill any association with that movie. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> right. You're probably right. And I can't blame him, I guess. But I just, I don't know. I really That was the one point of that movie I really liked. I loved his Sinestro. Well, you know, sort of talking about that movie still, did you guys see the Deadpool trailer? I haven't saw the new one. No, I've only saw the the one that they put out to try to get the movie made. Yeah, I haven't Have you, saw it yet. Well, they, they screened it, and basically they haven't released it, but some somebody in the audience filmed it with their camera, so it's pretty crappy quality. But it is amazing. It was so good that the crowd started chanting for an encore and they played it again. And Benny Conley came out and accepted a open <laughs> It It's amazing. One of the parts and one of the things about Green Lantern is like they're taking him back and of course it's Ryan Reynolds who played the Green Lantern. But they're, I guess they're taking him back to do some surgery or something on him. They're talking about his costume. And he's like, just make sure it's not green in CGI. Which I thought was hilarious. 
That's really funny, man. You know, I'm not a, I mean, I, I've, I think I've said this before on the show, but if I haven't, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, honestly. Not a character that I really, he doesn't resonate with me like he does most people. But I'm really pumped for this movie. I think the movie's going to be a lot of fun. The the movie definitely looks like it's in everything that I've read. It's definitely going to be a hard R. So, Which it not. has to be. I agree. I agree. But, you know, a lot of times they take these things and they try to make them PG-13, and it kills them. Right. So, but, I mean, I thought it was so awesome that, you know, they were chanting for an encore of a trailer. That's that's spectacular. Mm, yeah, it's really cool. Now, one of the trailers that I saw that I absolutely just, I have no interest whatsoever in this movie now. Suicide Squad. Dude. God, it's horrible. I'm with you, dude. That was one of the one of the ones I was wondering what your opinion was going to be on because I got to be honest, dude. I think it looks like crap. And I know that. And I saw a lot of people saying the exact opposite online. I saw a lot of people pretty excited about it. And I got to be honest, dude. I, I mean, I think it looks horrible. Um. Matt, what'd you think? I think it looks a lot better than Batman and Superman. Matt, well, shut up. Talk about that in a minute. I totally disagree. <laughs> you know it. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it looked completely terrible. I don't think it looked great by any means, but I liked it more than I expected to. Just, I expected to watch that trailer. I just watched it today for the first time, and I expected to absolutely think it looked absolutely terrible, but I didn't think it looked terrible. I didn't think it looked great, but... All right. I think I'm going to have a real hard time getting past that Joker, man. I don't care that much for the Joker, which maybe there'll be more of it, and they can sell me on it a little more, but so far I don't like it. Even though that all these people are like think she's amazing, I don't like the chick playing Harley Quinn at all. They don't, it, it, you know, I haven't liked Harley Quinn ever. I've not liked any depiction of Harley Quinn since the new 52. I haven't liked her in the video games. I don't like the way they make her look in that. I don't like her in the new 52. I don't like her in this movie. I don't like that depiction of Harley Quinn. It's just, it doesn't work for me. I don't. I mean, there's just nothing about that movie right now that makes me want to see it whatsoever. I feel like that movie is going to draw, like, Punisher Warzone kind of money. I really, uh, I wasn't impressed with Will Smith as Deadshot either. I'm not either. I don't understand. Honestly, I don't even really understand why they paid, I'm sure, what they ever they paid to get him in that movie. Okay, here's my question, though, because this is their opinion. But I saw a lot of people that have the opposite opinion on this one online. I saw a lot of people really stoked on it. Is there any chance of this being DC's Guardians of the Galaxy? Not by what I saw. I think this movie makes money because I think it's going to market to a younger crowd that's not us. I think it's still going to make money. I don't think it's going to be a Guardians or nothing crazy, but I think it's going to be successful for them. I would be interested. I'd be interested to know what the production budget was on that one. 
Right. And if it's insane, then, you know, that changes it, and it very well may be. Now, because in the trailer I saw Batman is uh, is Ben Affleck in this movie. He is as Batman. I don't know how much, but he is definitely in there because, you know, part of, they're getting a divorce, and part of the big thing was that a lot of people were trying to say he was uh, messing around with that girl that's playing Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley Quinn messing up Batman's life. One way or the other, she's destroying his life. Yeah, wow. I don't think he's playing a huge role, but I think he's in there. I will say this. Um, I think the Amanda Waller character, I think the lady that's playing her in the movie, seems to be a uh, pretty good choice. I can't remember who that was to be honest. She is the uh, in the comics. She's the lady that puts them together. Like no, the, no, uh, I I know who that. I don't remember uh, the actor. actor. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know who she is either. I just I was a. I thought she seemed like Amanda Waller to me. So she, uh, there's that. I'll just take the whole Suicide Squad angle from the Arrow TV show and make that movie, and it would be better. I'm with you on that one, man. I've heard a lot of people complain about Amanda Waller on the Arrow show. Well, I mean, I won't say she's spectacular or anything, but I'm more talking about just the whole angles, I think, is what me and Matt are talking about. Oh, uh, okay. See, I'm, I'm completely... I, I haven't watched it, so I can't really comment on it. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you guys both love it, so that makes me think I'm, I need to watch it. And, you know... We're going off on a tangent here, but here's one of the things that is going to upset me the most about this DC universe is that I truly can't see a Green Arrow that's not Stephen, what's his name, a male. And I truly can't see a Flash that's not the kid that plays Flash. I mean, to me, they are those characters. They're as, they're as entrenched in them as Hugh Jackman is to Wolverine to me. Dude, I think maybe the biggest mistake that DC's making, period, is the divorce of the TV from the movie universes. Whenever that you have got shows that are as universally loved as Arrow and The Flash, why, why in the world would you not let that carry over to your movie universe? I yeah, know. I agree. No, I can't think of one good reason. That's a, it, it would be different if they were terrible and got crapped on, was about to get cancer, didn't, you know, and be a different thing. But, man, they're good critically and commercially. Yeah, I mean, go go online and try your best to find negative reviews of either show. and It's, it's going to be pretty hard to do because they're pretty much universally loved. Well, I know that Everybody that I know that's watched them, nobody said they didn't. Well, didn't Waldo one time say he didn't like them? I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't. That might be my one exception. But you know, my brother, some of my cousins, anybody that I've told to watch the show, even people that aren't huge comic book fans, have liked it. So, I think it's stupid. 
and I'm not going to like it, and it's going to be hard for me to enjoy movies with those guys in it for that reason. But anything else you want to add about that before we move to the next San Diego? In, in the chat room, apparently it was Gotham that uh, Waldo was rapping about. Oh, well, I'm I'm all with him on that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can... I didn't even finish it. I actually deleted the last five episodes off my DVR because they had been on there for like two months. And I just every time I started to watch it, I realized I didn't want to, so I didn't even I didn't even finish it. All right, so let's move on to something else. I'm going to say Batman versus Superman for the end because we definitely <laughs> you, have some different. You probably should. I that. think that's going to get heated, my friend. <laughs> So we'll save that for the end. Let's talk about the new uh, Walking Dead, whatever season it is, trailer that came out. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You know, um, I saw it, and Matt came to me and was like, have you saw this yet? I said, no. I watched it. Ow, dude. <laughs> what? I mean, what do you think? Give me your opinion. Besides, I think wow. I think it looks phenomenal. I think, uh, I think. I mean, the, unless that trailer just did a real good job, I think, of making me think this, it looks like it's going to be a very uh, drama-filled, action-packed season. I'm really looking forward to the dynamic as Rick kind of, I think, takes over the town and how the people will take to that. I'm really interested to see if this leads to, because they kind of tease a little bit of tension with Daryl. And uh, Rick, that interests me. I don't know. I'm just I'm super excited. Like maybe the most I've been for a, in a while for a Walking Dead season. I think that this season is the Rick character definitely going to be the most interesting dynamic of that show as we watch what happens with him. I'm super pumped to see exactly what it because it's it's like. He is so on the edge of flipping to the to basically Negan almost at times. You think? I mean, going nuts, or maybe the governor might be a better. But to me, he's so close to flipping. Yeah, to this whole yeah. other level that it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And didn't we kind of see that building all season? Really? I mean, he was. I think he was like that character was getting so close to the edge. And I think we're going to get to see, like you said, I think, I mean, honestly, and correct me if I'm wrong here, to me, the basic tone I got from that trailer was that the big bad this season may actually kind of be Rick. That was exactly sort of, at least part, and then you've got whatever Daryl's dealing with at the end of that promo. Yeah, but like the, the vibe I got the whole time, I was like, Rick is the big bad. He's definitely going to be the the hard to deal with dynamic that's going to push everybody because it seemed like he was basically having conflict with everyone in that. Matt, what's your opinion on it? Man, I thought it looked like uh, it's kind of like Jeff said that we're leading into a very hot season coming up. <laughs> Madness, and yes, I think I agree with you, Rick. is a very intriguing character at this point. 
see where where he ends up mentally even. I mean, it's, it's teetered on it for a while, and I think where it looks like we might get to see the, the breaking point potentially, and I'm very excited for it. That trailer got me super pumped up. You know, before we get that, though, we've also now had the Fear the Walking Dead trailer. Did you guys see it? I did see I have that. not saw that yet. And I think I saw that it debuts in next month, which I assume is going to take us. They'll probably play that right into the start of the Walking Dead season, is my guess. That's what I'm I hope that they use that to be like the downtime show. So we've always yeah. got, you know. And I'm so interested, after seeing it, I'm so interested in that, that dynamic of when it first happened. And that's what that show seems to be covering. Because, like, you literally have kids talking about people that were getting a fever or whatever, and, and they're sitting in a classroom. It just seems so interesting to me just what's going to happen there. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a neat concept to go back and tell that, and from I guess a whole different side of the country, which would be completely different. Which I mean, we didn't see a lot of that stuff like this anyway. But it's going to be neat. I'm looking forward to it. One of the things that interests me about this too is it's going to be coming from a whole different perspective for me and for you guys because you guys had read the comic books, and you at least yeah. kind of, you know, we were expecting certain things. Sometimes we didn't get it. Sometimes it went different. But now this is a whole new show to us, and there's no, I mean, those characters don't exist. It's completely new, and they can go anywhere, and we have no idea. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays in to us watching that show, don't you think, Jeff? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, even though, I mean, you know, the show has not went you know, line for line or page for page from the comics. This is, I feel like, a completely new territory, man. And, yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, one of the things that was awesome about watching the comic books is that, in a way, it's added a lot of tension because, let's face it, there's been a lot of several episodes there where we kept waiting Mm -hmm. on Gwen to die. Yeah. So it added that tension. Now we've got a whole new world where we know nothing. So it's going to be interesting to see if we still have that tension, if they're able to create that through the script and through the actors. Yeah, I mean, and I need to see the trailer. I mean, honestly, as soon as we get done with the show, that's the first thing I want to do. I have not saw it yet, and you've got me really wanting to see it. It's a different, it's a definitely a different aspect, so... I'm interested to see that. Um, Matt, you got any final thoughts on Fear the Walking Dead or Walking Dead? Uh, just looking forward to both, man. Glad to glad to get a uh, Walking Dead fix early with the new show, if nothing else. I know, man. I'm, I'm with you there. What about you, Jeff? Anything else? No. I mean, I've got something else to uh, talk about Walking Dead-wise, but it's not from Comic-Con. What is it? I um, you know, I don't read the comic. 
Excuse me. Sorry. I don't read the comic uh, ever since issue 100, so I've been completely off track. But apparently this week's episode issue that came out had – I saw people comparing it to issue 100. I saw people comparing it to the issue, the prison break issue – or the prison war issue where the Lori died. I saw, you know, a lot of people really talking about this. And, I, you know, since I don't read the books anymore, I went ahead and read the spoilers article. And I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone. But some major characters were killed in a pretty brutal fashion, it looks like, by the Whispers, including one character that's a prominent part of the show now and oh. uh, another character that's been introduced that's very popular in the comics. I'm interested in that because I am... That, I, I'm completely caught up to that issue. I just haven't had a chance to read that issue yet. Well, I know what happens. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'll just say that I expect some deaths in a kind of really disrespectful, brutal way. Mm, wow, I will. I will probably try to read that tomorrow then. Sounds awesome. Just reading that made me wish, even though I don't read the book anymore, it kind of made me wish I'd read. I might, I might pick up that issue even just to read it, just because it sounded like it was kind of a crazy one. Um, I will say this, and I don't know this character, but I saw some people speculating on this article that because of what happened in this issue, that this character's first appearance was probably going to start going up in value, and they said this character will probably end up on the show at some point, and that they're saying by the issue that's the first appearance. The character's named Alpha. Alpha. Alcea? No, Alpha. It said Alpha what I was reading. I I don't know the character. I I I know Alpha. They said it was somebody from the Whisperers, or maybe the leader of the Whisperers. Well, obviously, Alpha is the leader of the Whisperers. Alpha would be one of their names, Alpha. Well, I'm going to tell you, if, if that character winds up in this series, if they bring the other dynamic into it, that comes with her, with it's a her, it will definitely make for an interesting story. The things they could do with it. So. But uh, if you're out there listening and you're a speculator, maybe not somebody, you know, if you just buy books based on if you think they're going to get worth money, this might be one to look out for as the, the, the first appearance of the, that character. Cause they're, they're kind of talking her up in this article I'd read. Hmm. Well, I'm... I'm now definitely pumped to see it, or I mean, read it. Um, the next thing I saw, I have not saw this trailer. Maybe you guys have, but I heard there was a quick X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Did you guys get a chance to see that? I have not, not saw the trailer. Oh, sorry, Matt. Oh no, I just said I've not. So. Oh, I was gonna say I haven't saw the trailer, but I saw it still, and I got kind of excited. Because I saw my boy Apocalypse, and it, he did have his four horsemen. And did you see or hear who the, his horsemen were? No. Storm with the Mohawk. Angel, who, knowing the story of Age of Apocalypse, we know what's going to happen with Angel and what he's going to become. Right. And I forget who the other one was. I'm trying to look it up, but I do remember seeing Angel and Storm for sure. But Apocalypse, I mean, from the steal I saw, I mean, it was a steal from the trailer, took him on the phone, but he looked really, Apocalypse looked really cool. Wow, that sounds, I, I heard that, like, there's a lot of people saying that 
you know, they haven't really shot that much footage so far, but if they were able to make that awesome of a trailer out of that little bit of footage that they were just like, everybody was going to be blown away by the movie when it comes out. Well, did you see the uh, what came out this week in stores? No. I saw it actually last night, and I haven't bought this movie yet, so I may actually buy this version of it. They uh, they put out Days of Future Past. It's uh, a cut. They're calling this one the Rogue Cut, and uh-huh. it's the extended cut. There was a whole storyline that was supposed to be in this movie with Rogue that got cut for the movie to be put in theaters, and they've this new version that they put out, they said it's got, like, that whole storyline added in, so they're calling it the Rogue Cut. Huh. I did not know. I love that movie already. You don't have to add anything to it, but I'm definitely very interested in seeing that. Have you watched it, Matt? No, not yet. I still haven't. Oh, man, it's so good. I love that movie. I know it took, Jeff was behind on it for a while there. Oh, I still haven't I'm, saw it. You still haven't watched it either? No, dude, I haven't watched... <laughs> dude, I haven't watched First Class. You're going to say Jeff's way behind. I haven't watched First Class or Days of, uh, Days of Future Pass. <laughs> I have watched first, neither. First Class was okay. But Days oh, of whatever. Future Pass... I love First Class. First Class is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Really? I, I thought it's okay. I mean, it's... Wow. I loved it. I'm not saying it's horrible, but Days of Future Past was way better to me. I absolutely love Days of Future Past. I got a feeling I'm, that you're going to hate Days of Future Past now because me and you just cannot get along when it comes to movies. We can, <laughs> man. We're way off base. I love the dynamic, though. I love it. I can't get it. Okay, here's something we can both agree on if you saw it. I think we'll both agree here. Have you saw the newest Fantastic Four trailers? Yes, I have. Uh, Please tell me that does not make you want to see them. No, no, God, no. Okay, okay, we're agreeing on Fantastic (laughs) Four. I was going to say, Benjamin Grimm needs to put some daggone shorts on and cover that thing up. Why in the world have they got the thing naked? Well, they thought it might bring in chicks. Bring them in. Hey, I watched a movie this week that you like, that I like. What's that? The Babadook. Oh, God, I love the Babadook. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. It's like, it's, it's, it's like they made, I mean, of course, there's some CGI, I assume, there. However they did that. But a lot of the stuff where it's just like in your mind is amazing. Yeah, it was cool. It was really really unique, especially for a modern horror film, I thought. I liked it. Jeff, have you watched it yet? No, I was actually just talking with Matt earlier about that, and uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it, man. I also watched Nightcrawler. What'd you think? I liked it real well, too. I oh my God! We agree. I while I was at the beach, and I fell asleep. We agree again. Oh man! <laughs> All right, let's let's not agree. Let's not agree. <laughs> yeah. Batman versus Superman, the new trailer. I'm going to admit, I I feel like I had to pick my 
jaw up back up because it was on the floor after I watched it. I was so like, I need to see this movie right now, not next year. I'll say it made me more interested than the little clip that we got before it, but not by much. If, uh, not by much at all. What about you, Jeff? Jimmy, <sighs> uh, I don't want to hurt your feelings, man. I'm afraid. <laughs> you, you guys didn't even like Superman, so I mean. I was gonna say, I know how much you love Man of Steel, and I know we didn't love it. And uh, man, I think this, I think this movie looks like hot garbage. Uh, tell me, tell me why. My biggest complaint, and it was to me, in in one line, maybe the biggest assassination of a character that I've ever heard, was Ma Kemp telling Superman that he don't owe this world nothing, and he, he she, when she says, "Don't if you don't want to save it, don't you don't owe this world nothing." Uh, Why is that a horrible thing? Because, man, at the the real, you know, I read this excellent article, and I was actually going to share it the other day, and I, I read this excellent article, and it, it really articulated, I think, my feelings on Superman, not just in the movies, but in the comics, pretty much ever since the New 52. And they were talking <laughs> about the fact that at the end of the day, Superman was raised by Ma and Pa Kent, the reason that he is who he is is because he was this man with extraordinary powers that was raised by these people to, that taught him to always do the right thing. They taught him. They gave him this morality. And in the first, in the Man of Steel, I saw Paul Kent tell him to do whatever it took to protect his identity, even if it meant letting a busload of children die. And then in this movie, I see Ma Kent saying, this world don't owe you anything. And this is just, I think it's a horrible portrayal of the Kents, and I think I just think that they are such an important part of who Superman is. I think they are the important part. Yeah, Superman's father was Kal El. I mean Jor El. I'm sorry, but that wasn't the man that was his dad, and he, he was raised by these people, and they really are who molded him into Superman. And I don't, I mean, I don't think there there was nothing I saw about this that made me want to see it. But that line in particular, it actually made me cringe. Well, here's what I've counted to that. I will, but I will say before you go into, I just want to say I will understand. I will say this context, and I understand things can be taken out of context. So I don't know what she said before or after that line, but I think it's pretty damning of the whoever cut this trailer that that's the line they picked if it is taken out of context well here's the opposite of why I disagree with what you just said because you know I think that in Man of Steel he was trying to put and they have always been trying to put the right and wrong aspect into Superman I think I think you saw that, but at the same time, it's their it's their child, right? And it's an interesting dynamic of he understands. Okay, if he saves that 
busload of kids and he's found out, if he does it to where he's found out, that's it. Once they know what's happening with him, he's gone. Uh, the 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 government is coming in, taking him, and putting him in. Um, God, what was that? Remember the Superman thing where they? Uh, I can't remember what it was, but basically, where basically they had taken him, they had found him first, and was keeping him in an underground layer. Oh, you're talking about in Flashpoint? Might have been. Wasn't I can't remember. Flashpoint? Where he was like kind of like depowered and what have you. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, basically, like basically, that's what they would do to him, and they know that, so they're trying to keep him safe. Just like I think that what she's saying is the same thing. She knows whatever is about to happen there. She knows something big is about to happen. That I mean, she don't know what's out there that can hurt her child, and she's basically to me saying, "You don't owe anybody anything. Fly away. I don't want anything to happen to you." You're my child. You, you, I get that, but I still, I, to me, it still feels out of character. Well, you can't write straight apple pie and it be interesting. I think you can, sure you, man. You, you with can. Superman, I think you can. You can't with 99 other characters, but I think with Superman you can and you have to. I, don't I think that's my problem with this whole universe is that they've tried to turn Superman into a dark character more like Batman, which has been successful for them. And, I mean, maybe it'll be successful, but it's just not for me. Superman was my favorite always growing up, and it was just, I don't know if it was maybe because there's pretty much no real darkness to that story of that. I mean, yeah, some aspects, but not along the lines we're saying. And I think putting these Superman's movies in, putting them in the grayscale and all that, he just killed the for me personally before it even starts. I think with you could take every other DC character and make them darker, but you don't need to do it with Superman. That's I, I and I don't know and I want this movie to prove me wrong, man, I do. But I just it it just seemed to me like it was just headed down the same path as Man of Steel and I and I just didn't vibe on it at all. I'm not saying make Superman dark. When I say apple pie it's you're leaving out the other emotions of Ma. Just for that instance, you're leaving out Ma and Pa's other emotions of protecting their child and wanting their child to be what's safe. Because when it comes down to it, I mean, right now, Jeff, you can send Luke and he can go do something and save 30 people, but there's a chance because you don't know his power. You don't know what's going on. There's a good chance that he could die. Now, you go tell him to go do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could, but... I use, movies, I use movies to escape from real life, not run to potential problems. I'm not Paul Kent. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. You well, that's what I'm saying. Paul Kent, think about this, in, that, in, in Man of Steel. They portrayed him as a man who loves and wants to keep his child safe so much that instead of having, letting him save him, he told him to stay away to keep himself safe, knowing he's going to die. There's a whole dynamic there that just because it doesn't fit into A and B is amazing. It's amazing. Can we talk now, about the real problem with this trailer? No. I've got another thing to complain about. 
And this, okay. this show's just going to have to go long, is all I know. Oh, that's fine with me, dude. I, I'm enjoying the discussion. I, I understand, and here's the one. I, I understand that it being such a dark world and it being a Superman movie, I understand why you guys don't like that. So I, I will go there. I mean, but at the same time, it can't, you know, Superman Returns was not in the dark world, and that was a horrible movie. I'll take it over Man of Steel three times and seven or eight on Sunday. That, Honestly, that's, that, what, that's, that, what Matt, that's what Matt said today to me. He said he would rather watch Superman Returns than Man of Steel. That's that's sad to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I went to the movies to watch Superman Returns. I, came, I watched it once since it came out. After that, somebody bought me a DVD, and it's still sitting on my shelf, and it's never been opened. Well, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's better than the piece of shit that Man of Steel is. Man, <laughs> man, I do, man. I have, I think it's the worst, probably the worst superhero movie of all time. That includes 1995, Captain America, and all that rubbish. I, I think Matt just wants to get under my craw here, for because there's no way. That I don't, man. That's really your cup of tea. I just hate this movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. forget this show going along. This show needs being because my heart is just destroyed right now. But no, wait, wait. <laughs> we still haven't talked about the real travesty of the trailer. Uh, well, it's like it's like Luther's hair, man. I, I do not hair. like Lex Luthor. I do not. <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Now, I agree totally. I that's the one thing I don't like about it. That, you want to hear a but, positive from me about it? Uh, well, it'd be nice if you can find one. Apparently, no, no, there's one. There was a positive, and it's, it was a shocking one because I'm gonna be honest. I've been very critical of something ever since it was announced. What little bit I saw, Gal Gadot had me kind of convinced as Wonder Woman in those few little scenes I saw. That gave me hope for her and for Wonder Woman. I thought. She actually kind of looked like Wonder Woman. What did, seemed, you think, like, what did you think of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne now that you saw a little more? Uh, I, the jury's out. I will say, um, I will say I'm excited about the fact that you, now, and correct me if I'm wrong on this too, one of you two may have heard this, but it seems like I read somewhere that it was announced that Ben Affleck will direct and star in the next Batman solo movie. Is that true? That is absolutely correct. That intrigues me. That interests I, me. I thought the scenes of him as Bruce Wayne, he made a very good Bruce Wayne. I don't know that I was sold on the Batman that we saw a bit of, but I like him as Bruce Wayne. And I know I'm going on, but I will watch this movie, and I hope that I'm wrong because I want it to be good for the record, but I, I have my doubts. Here's something to let me say about Batman. Other than the voice, what can you really do with a Batman character? You can't see anything but his lips. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, so, well, you can make his eyes. The Bruce light Wayne up. aspect of. Well, I don't know about the eyes on that. The one. eyes lighting up is kind of weird. Well, um, it fits that. Uh, there's the comic series. There's, they use that in the comic series. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, too. I mean, the one thing it kind of makes me think of a little bit is 
I mean, if you think back especially in the 90s and, like, even the 80s, and Batman, when he was Drew, like, his mask always had, like, the white, like, the eye holes were white. Yeah. Like, you couldn't... So, I mean, I guess it could be kind of like that. Well, let me tell something else out about being asked, like, in, in... I know Matt, or one of you guys is a big Kingdom Come fan. Oh, well, I think we both are. I, I'm... Uh, you might hate this, but for some reason, when I saw him as Bruce Wayne, really what I was thinking, he would have made an amazing Superman in a Kingdom Come story. He absolutely would have. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can agree with you more. like Alex Ross's Superman. Yeah, he really does, man. You're right. I was so blown away, man. I was like, maybe he missed the character, if they would have ever done that storyline, it would have been amazing. Imagine okay. if they did the Kingdom Come storyline. Oh. Answer me this. If DC can pull this off, and if they can make this universe happen, and we can get to a Justice League movie, are they going to give me Darkseid? Because Darkseid is probably, to me, my favorite DC. Well, he's definitely my favorite DC villain, but next to The Flash, he might be my favorite DC character, period. I love Darkseid. Are we, are we going to get Darkseid in a Justice League movie? I would have to imagine that you would because that's what people would expect. Yeah. My real hopes for all this and speaking on the Justice League movie is that it all ends up to a nice point and we end up somewhere good with DC. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope this one is good. Like, obviously, I, I doubt her, but I hope this is good. I think for me, the main problem with what DC is going for is I can't get past the my hate of the Superman character in this universe. Like, even the, even what we saw of this new Batman, not completely hating on it. I'm not sold on it, but I'm not completely hating on it like I am Superman stuff. But I hope it gets yeah. to a point to where that don't matter as much from, as, as the story progresses. And I get that, man. I know how much you love that character. And in my opinion, I mean, it's, I, mean I said this earlier about something else, but honestly, I feel like the super, I don't know that there's been a good portrayal of Superman, in my opinion. No. I, I don't think there's been a good portrayal of him in comics, in movies. I mean, I wasn't even a huge Smallville fan. I liked some episodes. I mean, Smallville got closer to getting it right than a lot of stuff. But uh, I don't think there's been a good portrayal of Superman since Jeff Johns wrote the character in Action Comics pre-New 52. And then the, do you remember that Secret Origin series Jeff Johns did, Jimmy? Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And what about, like, you know, uh, here, here's here's my counterpoint to what we were saying earlier. When we talked about, like, the apple pie thing. What if you could take Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman and portray him that way on film? Because I think that's a very hopeful, very... Uh, True, maybe the I think maybe the truest to the character of any story ever written, cut straight to the heart of that character. Could could you do something along those lines? I mean, I I again don't hate this character, so I don't think right. I, I get that. I get that, and, I, and it's, it's kind of silly for me to ask that because I, I, I you you don't hate it, and and I don't think Matt. Have you read All Star Superman? No, I have. I, I've read some little things from that 
did a run, I'm, I'm aware enough of it to. Obviously, to me, it's going to be better. But again, that's bias. You're asking too bias in either direction. Either right. Point. Well, we'll let's throw this out to the Nerdy Thirties universe listeners. Do Do you think that an All Star Superman esque portrayal would be better than the portrayal we're currently getting? Because we have. I know the the uh, All Star Superman animated film that they put out a few years back. Absolutely loved. I've not saw the animated version. I haven't either. I really so. liked it. Today. I like it. Well, all I know is me and Matt are gonna hate are gonna have different opinions on this movie till it comes out, I guess. Or or until he embraces this Superman. <laughs> you know what I really hope happens, honestly? I hope it comes out and you guys watch it and Jimmy ends up hating it and Matt ends up loving that's what I really want. And then we could put this episode back to back with a review episode. <laughs> That's my one true goal actually. I don't feel like I don't feel like there's any way I can hate it because I, I just I love Well, you didn't hear about Dolph Lundgren being in it. <laughs> that 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 could do it if he's in it as the Punisher somehow moved over to that universe. But I know it seems like you guys don't just the dark portrayal in that world bothers you guys a lot. It does. It really does. And I'll tell you, uh, did you see, it went around on the internet, I want to say probably back in the spring, where that that one guy took Mm -hmm. the whole movie and recolored it and just lightened up the colors. And even that, what a difference that made. Yeah, I see it. So much better. I think it's just DC trying to establish their a tone, a tone. I mean, their their tone is gray and depressing. I don't like that. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be different from Marvel. I mean, right? You don't want to be the same. Well, I can't say that because we might hate it, but I mean the. The Superman movie made a ton of money. It did. I mean, it almost made as it much as Marvel Guardians. Money, it didn't make Marvel money. It didn't make Guardians of the Galaxy money. I, I'll be interested to see what they made on that with everything I'm, involved. I'm pretty they sure had, Guardians, actually, it, it, not by much, but I'm pretty sure it eked it out. I'm pretty sure Guardians had, topped it. You put in everything they made off that movie with Product placement. Well, I'm sure they made a ton on that because there was a lot of that. I wouldn't know that was Tony's big, huge grape. <laughs> See, that was Tony's main problem. I can't I mean, believe they flew into the Sears. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe they flew into the Sears and crashed. Well, they don't have well, I mean, You can't give them too much crap for that because, I mean, that same thing was happening in Avengers 2. I mean, that happens. I think that you're going to see that going forward in big movies, period. they got to offset these budgets somehow. No kids won't buy the toys afterwards. They're too sad. <laughs> Little Johnny wanted a Superman figure until he saw how sad he was. I don't know. You might be right on that. <laughs> no, I'm sure they sold toys until. <laughs> I know they won't, they won't be buying X Men or uh, Fantastic Four toys. Probably <laughs> there's like no. They've nixed that uh, licensing. Uh, you know, speaking of Marvel. 
Who's excited for Ant Man? Yeah, man. I've like I've read a couple of reviews that say the first half hour is rough to sit through. You uh, know, it's that's what I heard. I heard that this was the one review I said I read. I thought was interesting. I said this is the first Marvel movie that literally gets better as it goes, and by the end, it's like awesome. But you gotta you gotta give it a few minutes. Yeah, that's what I've read about it. So. Did you see the one interview where the I think it was a ah, who was it? It might have been Whedon was saying that the original script that uh oh who was it the uh, Shaun of the Dead guy that was originally doing it. I can't think the cast name. Well, he Joss Whedon said if that that would have been the one that would have went through that it was the most amazing script that came through Marvel Studios yet. Are you, are you talking about the guy that? His stars as Shaun of the Dead? No, no, no. That's the the director. I think that was who was doing Ant Man originally, right? The same guy that did like Hot Fuzz and that. I thought Edgar Wright was was the one that. Oh, he may be. I thought he, he was. He very well may be. I could be wrong. wrong. I think that that sounds right. That sounds right, actually. That name does. He might have started and then, uh, then somebody else. Well, hold on, I'm looking it up. Just. But yeah, I mean, I, I heard that the original script. I mean, some people said it was you know the best of the best. So it says Edgar Wright screenplay, and then of course they got some more names too. So who knows how many people have touched it and who's got the final say? So because from what I understand, with the Writers Guild, pretty much once you write something, you got part of it. You have to get credited for it. So right. Even if like basically the only thing they leave in is. It's a Batman movie and, and the title's Batman. I think you pretty much have to get credited if they just keep <laughs> the title. But, alright, we're late. Anything else? We need to close up shop. Hey, I want to make an announcement. Breaking news for all of our fans that are listen that are wrestling fans, and especially if you're local and WVCW fans. Fresh announcement literally just happened in the last hour. Signed for our September 12th show. Anthony Henry, who uh, wrestled at PWX this last weekend against uh, Ring of Honor's Tommaso Ciampa in one of the best matches on the card. And uh, this guy, he's unlimited potential. I would say very uh, reminiscent of a Mr. Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor. And uh, this guy, he's a comer. I mean, this guy's going to become a big star, I believe. And we've got him coming in. This is just breaking news. just happened. September 12th, he's coming in. Is this the uh, show that is titled Ladies' Night? Absolutely. And uh, when you see this guy, you're going to see he was a a very smart person to put on the Ladies' Night post. (laughs) I I assume that meant only ladies could come. No, 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 no. It just means that the promotion Mm -hmm. is going to be that uh, ladies can have, if they come, they can bring a friend, for buy one, get one free ticket. Already signed for this is also a huge women's match with Casey Carlisle coming in to take on uh, Ronnie Nicole. So it's gonna Are be a you big going show. to be calling the show in an outfit reminiscent of the Chris Farley, Patrick Swayze, Chippendale segment? Is that what you want? Me? <laughs> do you want me to do that? Well, it's ladies' night. Well, you know, I mean, if enough people request it on the Facebook page, I, I don't know that I could deny it. I think that, like, you should have it, 
and there should at some point be a dance-off to that song in the ring. You and Hojo. You and Hojo. That's what we need. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm willing to do it if Hojo is. That's all I'm saying. A real thrill for the ladies right there. All right, Jeff, close up the show. <laughs> Guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've had a blast uh, talking and fighting and fussing and arguing and loving <laughs> each other about all these movies because at the end of the day, we're very passionate about this stuff. We love this stuff, and I hope that passion comes through because we definitely do, and we know you're passionate too, so thank you for listening to us. And if you have an opinion on it, let us know. Come on the Facebook page. Shoot us a message. And we want to thank you for joining us. We will be back next week, hopefully. We're going to try to get back on schedule here now that vacations are over. And in the meantime, and in between time, go give us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us a big old good review so people can find us. And tell a friend to listen as well. And America, whatever you do, please keep it nerdy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.